I'm the Failing Youth Pastor, and welcome to the Failing Youth Pastor Podcast. Well, welcome to episode number seven of the Failing Youth Pastor Podcast. I am, of course, your host, the Failing Youth Pastor, and I just wanted to give a quick shout out to all of you who have rated and reviewed the podcast on iTunes and in other places where you can listen to it. It really is such a blessing to get that feedback. And and all of you that have reached out via Twitter and email, thank you so much for the feedback and and the kind words and even some of the criticisms uh, that I've received. And it's helped make the podcast a little bit better Um, I still am a noob at at this. I'm new to it. And so it's, it's, it's awesome to kind of be getting better and progressing, but I also have this thing inside me that's like, man, I want it to be really good right now. And I know that that takes time. So thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing and and reviewing and, and being a part of this project and and being a part of the the failing youth pastor podcast because this is for the listeners this podcast isn't for me just to make a name for myself or anything like that it's to help you guys and gals out there who are serving students and hopefully it is a blessing hopefully it's encouraging hopefully it's edifying and uh, maybe even a little bit funny so um, stick around. Uh, hopefully you will enjoy this episode. This episode is entitled Messages to Write Your Own or to Download. But before we get into that, uh, we have a sponsor for the show. This episode of the Failing Youth Pastor podcast is brought to you by Wake Em Up. Wake Em Up is a brand new company and they make different contraptions to wake up your students when you're giving messages. And they have a wide variety of of products from air horns to um, those little hand clappy things. And they even have a spray can that shoots Red Bull into the mouths of sleeping students to kind of wake them up. So you can check them out. Uh, check them out at wakeemup.com backslash youth pastor and you can get your very own wake em up kit. It is $19.99 plus $20 shipping and handling, but it's totally worth it. I've used it on my wife a number of times and I think that you're going to enjoy it. So wakeemup.com backslash youth pastor and you can get your very own wake em up kit for the low, low price of around $40. I would think that's worth it, because that's like what a can of Red Bull even costs these days. So anyway, enjoy the rest of the episode. So let's get right into the episode, uh, messages to write your own or to download. And I think an important thing when you're talking about messages, especially to, to students, is you have to know your strengths. One of my huge weaknesses is adapting someone else's writing and making it um, become my own. I stink at that. I'm awful at that. It is probably one of the worst things 
that I have tried to do in youth ministry. I just cannot take someone else's words and make them sound like me. I just, I can't do it. But even if you are naturally gifted at adapting other people's words and making them fit in um, with, with your style or, or with how you preach or with your students, I would want to challenge you and I want to challenge you to write your own messages, to start from scratch, a blank uh, piece of paper or, you know, Word document and write your own sermon, write your own message. And there's a number of reasons why I think it's important for you to start doing that. And when I say start doing that, I don't necessarily mean go ahead and roll out all of your messages in this way. Sometimes you have to start small. If you're gifted at adapting other people's messages, don't go full bore into writing all your own stuff. Um, Do it slowly. But you'll never get better at writing your own messages if you don't do it. You will never get better at writing, at uh, figuring out how to to compose a, a message, how to um, how to arrange a message if you're not actually writing it yourself. If you're just taking other people's words and kind of copying and pasting and then maybe doing some edits, there's benefit in that because you're actually you're kind of putting the puzzle pieces together. But I think there's such power in actually doing the hard work of bringing a message and and carrying a message from the beginning to the end. And here's why I I think this is going to be beneficial for you and ultimately beneficial for your students. I think it's beneficial because your voice matters. The way you speak matters. Um, one thing that I remember when I first started uh, writing a blog, and I had a pretty decent following uh, on a blog at, at one point. I was out of ministry for a little bit, but still wanted to um, keep my theological mind moving, if you will. And so I started a, a blog, and I started um, just writing. I would write almost every day and post something every day as I was doing these other jobs that wasn't in in ministry. And as I wrote, two things popped out to me very quickly. Number one, I got better. As I was doing this, I kept getting better. My, my posts were getting uh, a lot more clear, concise, um, and I started to find and hit my own stride. The second thing that popped out to me was I actually wrote in a specific voice, in a specific way. I had a way of writing that was me. And as I read other people's blogs, I found that they had a certain style of writing that was them. And their voice was coming through this writing. And one thing that can often get lost is when you are when you're taking someone else's words and 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 just kind of transposing them onto your paper, um, I think you lose some of that voice, or at least you have the potential to lose some of that 
voice. And so your voice matters. The way you write matters. The way that you give these messages matters. And when they aren't your words, right, when they aren't your ideas, sometimes that voice can get lost. That voice can can be missing. It almost feels like it's someone else speaking and not you. But another thing on top of that is that you know your students better than the people at Download Youth Ministry do. Now, this isn't a knock on Download Youth Ministry. I use Download Youth Ministries, especially for games, every once in a while for graphics and, and stuff like that. There's a lot of great stuff over there. But they don't know your students like you know your students. Someone who put together a, a message for a camp doesn't know your campers like you do. And so I think, of course, um, there's certain truths that apply, right, a across all tribes, tongues, nations, and people. However, when it comes to application, oftentimes you could go down the road and you're going to have a different youth culture than you do where you're at, even within the same area code maybe. Different places are different. And you know your students better than someone else knows your students. And so I think it's important for us to kind of exercise our ability to write and to start from scratch and build up a message with them in mind, with your specific students in mind. I think when giving a message, that's important. It's important to know your audience. But another thing that writing your own sermon does that I think the downloading and adapting a sermon doesn't quite do is that it doesn't force you, if you download a sermon, it does not force you to do the hard work of research and exegesis. When you download a, a sermon, a lot of that work what this text means has already been done for you. You probably, even as you download it, you get some of the background from the text. You, you just are given it instead of you finding it, right? Instead of you um, kind of digging through commentaries and other resources to figure out what's, what's going on in this text, in, in the wider context, in the culture of the time, and all of that stuff, it's, it's kind of given to you. And oftentimes, the exegesis of the text is already done for you as well. And I think that this is probably one of my biggest sticking points with the download and adapt style of giving a message. Because when you dig into a text, when you do the research as to the background in the wider context, when you do um, solid exegesis of a text, you don't only benefit those students, you benefit your own soul. It forces you to grow in your knowledge and in your faith of Jesus as you prepare this message for your students. So I would encourage you to at least try to do that. I know plenty of youth pastors who they just, they do the, the download and adapt because for them, it's, it's easy, 
right? And I don't mean that as a slight. I mean that as it comes natural to them. It's something that they're just naturally gifted at. They're talented at that. And so I don't mean the the easy part as a slight, but that's where they feel like they thrive. But they aren't doing the hard work of research and exegesis that I find has benefited my soul. If you're not doing that, which I suppose if you're downloading and, and adapting, some of that work you, you can do on your own um, and, and investigate it further, of, of course. But when you're digging in there to find those things, when they aren't just given to you, that's a huge benefit to your soul. But the last thing that I want to leave you with is that great preaching finds its beginning from a great burden. Your best and most memorable sermons are going to find their beginning with what you are passionate about. And what you're passionate about isn't something that you can download off the internet. It comes from the word of God and it it is applied to the world that we see in front of us. It's applied to the students in your youth group. It's applied to the leaders that are sitting in your youth group. It's applied um, to the wider community of your area. And it's it's a passion and a burden that nobody else on the internet can have. You're responsible for those students. You're responsible for their uh, spiritual well-being in a a large sense. And so a a sermon that another pastor has preached is not going to be what your students necessarily need. They need to hear you speak about what God has laid, has pressed upon your heart for them to hear. That's the job of the the message. That's the job of the preacher. The preacher is to motivate and push the students um, to grow in their faith and to follow Jesus. Now, of course, there's messages online that can do that. But when you have a burden, when there's a, a topic or an issue or a passage of scripture that's that's burning inside of your heart, nobody can preach that sermon better than you to your students. Nobody. Because it starts at a place where you are passionate and you have a burden for that very topic, for that very passage of scripture. And that's what your students need to hear. They don't need to hear someone else's words. They need to hear God's word and they need to hear you applying that to their life. I get passionate about this because I've seen a lot of plagiarizing in the wider church community where you'll hear a a big pastor preach a sermon and then a bunch of kind of... um, smaller pastors preach a a very weirdly similar message. And I don't want us to fall into that same trap, if you will. I want you 
to stand on your own two feet, to stand on the word of God and to grow in your faith as you push your students to grow in their faith. And you do that by starting with the burden that God's placed on your heart for them to hear. You can preach that sermon much better than someone else who wrote it and put it on the internet because it starts with a burden. Every great sermon starts with a burden for the people that it is preached to. And now that I've stirred the pot with my hot take, if you will, hashtag hot take on downloading sermons versus building your own sermon and preaching your own sermon, I figured it would be a good time to take the listener question of the day. Today's listener question of the day comes from Jeff Williams on Twitter at WilliamsJeff1, and he asked this. Do you think it is unfair to the youth and their pastor to have the youth pastor hired only in a part-time position? I want to say no. It's not unfair to the youth or the pastor that you're hiring part-time to have him paid part-time. What would be unfair is if they don't know what they're getting into. Um, There is no such thing as a part-time pastor. Pastors are on call 24-7. I get text messages or Instagram messages all the time from students who just want to chat and talk. And I can't just say to them, sorry, it's my day off. Um, We're done here, right? That's, That's not what I'm called to do. So if the pastor that you're hiring understands the role and the demands of the role, I think it's fine to say, hey, we can only pay you part time. I think that's fine. I started my youth ministry career being part time. Um, I started in a voluntary role, and then I started with an extremely low amount of pay, and I had to take a full-time job just to support uh, me being in ministry. And so if the youth pastor that you're hiring understands that, I think it's totally fair. But as a church, you also have the obligation to understand that part-time to you is part-time so you need to manage the stuff that you can manage on your end of things to take some of that burden of maybe a normal youth pastor so maybe some things that happen on Sundays or filling in preaching or things like that you might have to take some of that off their plate so that the burden of actual youth ministry ministry to the students isn't hampered Uh, to answer your question jeff is it unfair no it's not unfair um as long as everyone's clear on the expectations as long as everyone is on the same page and on board i think it's it's one way that you can do ministry thank you for the question it was a good one and um i appreciate you asking it
Hey, look, you made it to the end of the episode. If you'd like to send your feedback, you can reach me on Twitter at failingyouthptr or through email failingyouthpastor at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and hope to catch you on the next episode.